The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Folks, we're going to go ahead and call uh, the regular meeting of the City Council for January 24th uh, to order. Let the record reflect a starting time of 7.05. Uh, as in committee of the whole, please note that we are still asking uh, members of the public, city staff, as well as all of our colleagues on council to wear face mask coverings, and we certainly appreciate your indulgence. That being said, uh, Clerk Swope, would you please take the roll? Certainly. Uh, Councilmember Brown. Present. Councilmember Garza. Here. Councilmember Hussein. Present. Councilmember Jackson. Present. Councilmember Spadafore. Present. Councilmember Spitzley. Councilmember Wood. Uh, here. Councilmember, oh, <laughs> that's it. There are six members present, a quorum. Councilmember Spitzley is absent. Thank you so much. That brings us to the meditation and Pledge of Allegiance. Council members, Mayor Shore or Clerk Swope, do we have anybody that we need to remember tonight during our moment of meditation? Uh, Vice President Wood and then Mayor Shore. Um, yes, um, many of us know um, Martha Miles. Um, her sister, uh, Pastor Cora Duncan, is in hospice. And if we could remember uh, Pastor Duncan at this time um, and the Miles family, it would be appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Mayor Shore. Thank you, Mr. President. Unfortunately, I have three. Um, one, uh, for those who don't know, Delisa Fontaine's father passed away unexpectedly a few days ago, uh, Calvin Otis. So if we can remember him and keep Delisa and her family in our thoughts. Two, I don't know who knows him, but a gentleman named Ken Cole, who is uh, um, someone that is familiar at the Capitol, a lobbyist, a father. Um, he is a, a Delta Township resident, but a longstanding um, advocate for the city of Lansing. He works for GCSI. and he passed away after a long battle um, yesterday. Uh, and third, uh, and our, our neighbors to the north, Craig Kaler, who is the DeWitt School Board President, passed away of COVID. Um, and we have sent our, I have sent my sympathies to his family, but if we can rem remember these three people in our meditation, I would appreciate it, Mr. President. Absolutely. Are there others? Seeing none, if you uh, please rise and join us in a moment of meditation, we appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so we are to comments by council members on the city clerk. Sure. Do we have any council member comments tonight? Vice President Wood. Uh, thank you, President Hussein. Um, I just wanted to take a minute. I was not able to attend the uh, press conference at uh, Pleasant Grove and Jolly uh, with the uh, redevelopment that 
Uh, we're going to be receiving uh, this evening the Brownfield um, for that. I first want to um, thank uh, our president, um, Adam Hussein. I know that as we were dealing with development in the downtown um, area, one of the things that he's done with almost every developer that he's met with is to challenge them to do something on the south side, uh, to move away from the Lansing, downtown Lansing, and to engage and do things to um, work on the south end of, of the city. Um, and uh, Joel Ferguson and, and his development group took up that challenge and um, looked at a blighted piece of property at a corner where um, Councilmember uh, Hussein and Councilmember Garza and different ones have worked uh, diligently uh, to try to make a difference by creating a town square. And this just adds to the synergy that is in and around that area. So um, not having been able to be there, I wanted these comments in the record. Um, again, I, I appreciate the fact that one, the fortitude to challenge developers to make sure that they're working more than just in the downtown area, and two, um, that we are seeing um, areas that uh, desperately need that redevelopment um, happening in our community. So, thank you. Thank you. Are there other council member comments? Okay, just very quickly, I want to take the opportunity um, to again, uh, particularly for the folks at home, uh, discuss the, the process to appoint the applicant uh, for the first word vacancy. Uh, this was set forth by resolution at our last uh, council meeting, uh, and we actually did open up, thanks in large part to uh, the clerk's effort, we did open up the application period uh, on Tuesday, January 11th, so that was the morning after, essentially, uh, the day of our meeting. That was uh, held open until uh, this past Friday, January 21st at 4 p.m., and I am thrilled to say that uh, we received 11 uh, applicants. Uh, and so again, thanks to the clerk, uh, clerk's office for their efforts in supporting that process. Uh, really keeping us apprised, um, which they actually um, consulted, I shouldn't say consulted, but informed us on a daily basis uh, in terms of you know, what type of interest there was uh, in that particular uh, seat and, and who was applying. Uh, and with regards to the 11 folks that have applied, I mean, I think that's a testament truly to uh, the passion and the commitment that, have, uh, that folks have for that first ward. Um, we know it's, uh, it's going to be a steep learning curve. Um, the individual, if they want to serve next year, is going to have to essentially uh, fill that position and then run for election and then turn around again next year uh, and run for election again. Um, and, you know, when these folks were uh, kind of told of uh, the challenge in front of them, um, they did not waver in their commitment to actually applying for that position. So I am uh, incredibly excited about the opportunity we have before us. Uh, and with regard to that opportunity, uh, what will take place right now, the applicants are all being vetted to make sure that they um, meet the uh, charter requirements to serve. Uh, on Monday, January 31st, starting at 6 p.m., we will have a special committee of the whole meeting uh, where hopefully all 11 applicants uh, will have up to 12 minutes to discuss their candidacy. Uh, that's actually up from the 10 minutes that we discussed based on the number of applicants we figured out uh, kind of a timeline in order to give them a couple extra minutes uh, to state their case. Um, we will schedule them alphabetically uh, as to avoid really any appearance of favoritism uh, or impropriety. Uh, there will be one 20-minute break. Uh, I think we have that scheduled for 710, uh, so folks can use the restroom. There'll be light refreshments. Um, we're not going to do a full on dinner, uh, so think fruit, crackers, cheese, if you need anything beyond that. 
uh, council colleagues, make sure that uh, you bring that with you. Uh, after all interviews that night, uh, each council member will select up to three finalists on paper ballots, uh, which will uh, then be signed and read into the record by um, our clerk at that time. Um, the top three, and we talked about this last week, there could be more based on tie votes and that type of thing, uh, will be named uh, the finalists and will be interviewed for a second time at a special committee of the whole the following day. Uh, and so that will, um, again, be on February 1st. Those uh, interviews will start at 6 p.m. Uh, there will actually be a public comment period uh, that will uh, come prior to um, those interviews. Uh, and then following all interviews, each council member uh, will cast their vote for their favorite appointee. Uh, the committee of the whole will then consider uh, a resolution to point, and that will be adopted at a special council meeting later that night. Uh, the only agenda item in terms of that special meeting that will actually start at 8 p.m. on February 1st uh, will be uh, the passage of the resolution and the swearing in of the member. Uh, and then that particular individual has a busy week. Um, our office manager, Sherry Boak, has actually already put the schedule in place uh, so that they can meet with departmental directors and uh, do a number of things before we actually have our annual council training on February 7th. Uh, and so that's, if you guys have any questions, please reach out uh, in terms of the folks at the dais. Uh, myself, Vice President Wood, uh, as well as Sherry, we're pretty much in constant contact uh, with regards to this. This is, um, it's, it's not unprecedented, but it is rare. Uh, so it's been a bit of a learning curve for all of us. Uh, but again, we're thrilled that we've had um, so many applicants uh, you know, put their name in the hat. Um, the other thing I wanted to address, I actually wanted to talk about the mixed-use development uh, 2130 West Holmes, but uh, Councilwoman Wood did a, a better job than I probably could. So thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, and then lastly, the Southside Community Coalition is seeking um, a what we're going to call a Southwest Action Group Development Specialist. Uh, and if anybody um, knows anything about the Southwest Action Group's work, uh, this group came together in 2017, formed as an official nonprofit in 2018, and they have just been an absolute uh, force for change in Southwest Lansing. Uh, but in any event, we've, you know, we've all benefited greatly from their efforts. Um, that's what said, that said, sorry, SWAG is made up of small business owners uh, and really uh, committed neighborhood uh, citizens that are incredibly busy. Uh, and so it's been a goal of ours uh, to bring somebody on um, that is actually paid to do the work that can build uh, organizational ca uh, capacity and, and long-term sustainability. And so we actually, um, I should say SWAG, uh, has received funding from the County Sunrise Grant Program uh, for the hiring of a part-time development specialist. Uh, this individual will work uh, with the, the uh, Southwest Action Group over the next couple of years um, to, again, build that organizational capacity uh, and, and hopefully support the myriad activities that SWAG engages in really to advance our Southwest community. Um, huge, huge, huge uh, opportunity, uh, but in order for this to really deliver on its promise, we have to make sure that we have a healthy crop of candidates and we want to make sure we get the right person. Uh, the job description and application can be found um, online by visiting southsidecommunitycoalition.com. Again, that, again, that's southsidecommunitycoalition.com. And if you click on employment opportunities, it's actually the first job uh, opportunity that pops up. Uh, so again, critical uh, position, and we hope folks share uh, that opportunity. Thank you. Um, Clerk Swope. Um, I do not have any announcements this evening, so uh, we will proceed on to community event announcements. If there's anyone in the audience who has a community event, we'll give you up to one minute to tell us the details. And seeing no one jumping up, we'll go ahead and move on to registration for public comment on legislative matters. Legislative matters tonight does include uh, on the agenda items two through 13, those are the things council will be acting tonight. That's the blue sign-in sheet. We'll give you about another minute 
to uh, fill out a blue form if you wish to and hand it in to uh, Jessica, our intern. And uh, with that, we are to the mayor's comments. Mayor Shore. Thank you, Mr. President, Mr. Clerk. Um, just a few things, uh, very excited about uh, the um, half a billion dollars in new bridge money available to Michigan from the federal government for the infrastructure bill. So we will certainly be all over that. Director Kilpatrick is aware. Fortunately and unfortunately, we've actually done pretty well with bridge money from the state, but certainly we've got um, some bridges that we can check out for some of that money. And, and uh, we continue to look at all of the money that's available at the federal government level. Um, like Councilwoman Wood and Council President Hussein, I'm really excited for the, the project at uh, Pleasant Grove and Homes that was announced this afternoon. Um, I do want to thank uh, Joel Ferguson and his team. Um, we, uh, when, when we came in four years ago, they started talking about that. They talked about Red Cedar and they talked about Southwest Lansing. They got Red Cedar done and then it was all about Southwest Lansing. And um, for those who don't know who's on, the, on, the, on, on TV, this is the school that Malcolm X went to for a brief period of time. Um, and there's great recognition of that. There's great recognition that um, Southwest Lansing doesn't have the, um, what they need for healthcare and for banking and other resources. And this proposal is to have a, a building there and then some housing. And um, I think it's really exciting. Our Brownfield Authority Board passed this uh, Friday or Thursday, Friday, and it now comes to City Council to review the Brownfield plan. Um, certainly it's a contaminated site. So I'm excited for this City Council to review and uh, I've been working really hard on this for the last few years because we know that um, all of Lansing is important in development throughout the city, but um, we know that South Lansing and especially the Southwest area hasn't, um, it's seen a lot of, of resources, but um, we need to continue to help those areas. So I'm very excited. Um, I also want to thank Councilman Hussein. Uh, as I said this afternoon, he's been a fierce advocate for the third ward. Um, so it's appreciated. Uh, I'm excited tomorrow morning uh, the Strategic Fund Board will consider our request for a renaissance zone for the GM property. Um, that's all I, I know as of right now, but uh, we're looking forward to uh, a positive decision and really great things happening in Lansing, the automotive capital of the world, um, being able to uh, put forward a very strong proposal to GM as they make their final consideration for where to locate a a uh, $2.5 billion plant for uh, battery plant for, um, for new cars, uh, 1,700 jobs. You all know the numbers, just reminding the TV audience, but tomorrow morning will be a big decision, a big step forward. And um, I know that we are all very excited for the announcements tomorrow morning. So let's keep our eye on that. Um, and then I wanna um, let everyone know that on Saturday, uh, Everett, Everett High School is doing a, a showing off of their bond improvements. They have had significant bond improvements at the school and they're doing a, a dance recital and, and a program inviting the public to come see the bond work. Um, I get to see it when I drop off my kids every morning and it's gorgeous. So I hope the community will, will get to see all the incredible work that's been done uh, at Everett High School. Go Vikings. Thank you, Mr. President. I appreciate that. I do, I do, I do want to just take one second. Um, uh, I really should have thanked a number of people with regards to two, uh, 2130 West Holmes. I apologize. Um, at today's press conference, I spent a lot of time, obviously, 
thanking uh, folks like uh, Rachel White and Jason Wilkes and uh, different groups such as the Southwest Action Group and Rejuvenating South Lansing, of course, LEAP, uh, the LEDC, the administration. Um, spent some time uh, thanking my colleagues on council uh, and the fact that you guys have been tremendous partners as we work to move um, South Lansing forward. Um, and and I, I ended uh, with, uh, you know, really my gratitude for uh, Mr. Joe Ferguson and Chris Drakowski. This type of project, just so folks know, we've been working on this for years, and it is not an easy project to bring across the goal line. Uh, when you talk about financing for a project like this, uh, when you talk about uh, the marketing for a project like this, uh, in a space such as this, it is, it is a very, very difficult project to bring across the goal line. Uh, and when you look at services such as access to, to reputable healthcare, uh, and access to, to uh, you know, reputable financial services, uh, and educational opportunities, I mean, these are the types of services that truly help to lift people out of poverty. Um, but again, the reason why we don't see enough of them is because they are really, really difficult to bring across the goal line, particularly uh, during a pandemic. Uh, and those two gentlemen, along with their team, um, just have demonstrated this unwavering commitment um, to making sure that they do something, um, you know, they call it a community build, I mean, a project, that's really what this is. Uh, and they, and you know, I said earlier, it would have been really easy uh, for them to use uh, any number uh, of issues that were caused by the pandemic. Um, to you know, to say, look, we got to fold up our tent, we got to walk off, uh, and they have not. And so we greatly appreciate them. We're indebted to them, uh, and I just wanted to make sure I made that part of the public record. Thank you. Okay, we are to <clears throat> public comment on legislative matters. Although we have had no one complete a blue form wishing to speak, so uh, it's my understanding we are going to. Um, pull forward items number three and number eight, which are appointments, uh, so that we can swear in the, the two folks who are here. We certainly are. Vice President Wood. Uh, thank you, President Hussein. Our first uh, resolution that we have tonight is the appointment of Paul Collins as an at-large member of the Lansing Entertainment and Public uh, Facilities Authority Board of Commission for a term to expire on June 30th. 2024. Uh, this was vetted during the Committee of a Whole, um, and Mr. Uh, Collins um, has grown up in the area and um, is looking forward to serving on, on this particular board and uh, seeing the um, entertainment and public authority um, continue to grow and use, its, use the facilities to enhance life in Lansing. So with that, I would move this uh, resolution. All right. There is a motion on the floor. Is there further discussion? Hearing none. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All, all those opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Mr. Collins, if you come on down, we'll get you sworn in. I do solemnly swear that I will support the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of Michigan and that I will faithfully discharge the duties of the Office of Lansing Entertainment and Public Facilities Authority Board of Commissioners Member. According to the best of my ability. All right, congratulations. Thank you. 
congratulations. And again, we appreciate your willingness to serve. Um, that brings us to uh, agenda item number eight. This is an, a resolution of appointment for Krishna Singh as an at-large member of the Board of Fire Commissioners for a term to expire June 30th, 2022. Vice President Wood. Uh, thank you. At this time, we have uh, an appointment of uh, Chris Singh. Chris um, was vetted during the public safety meeting. Uh, Chris is a lifelong resident of, of Lansing. Um, he also um, has spent 39 years in uniform. Um, he is retired from the U.S. Army and Army Reserves. He also is retired from the uh, Lansing Fire Department. Um, he served uh, on the Mayor's uh, Veterans Commission as the, um, uh, the uh, Fire um, Department uh, liaison. Uh, with that, um, we believe that he will definitely be uh, someone who uh, will be an advantage for the Board of Fire Commissioners. Uh, this, as uh, the President indicated, is an at-large uh, position. And with that, I would move his appointment. All right. There is a motion on the floor. Is there further discussion? Uh, Mr. Garza. Thanks, Council President. It's more of a comment than anything. I just wanted to say uh, thank you for your service to the country, our country, uh, the U.S. Army that you served in, your commitment to the city of Lansing, your LFE retirees, and your commitment to the, the community by your willingness to serve on top of retiring from the Lansing Fire Department. So thank you for your service and your, willing to, uh, your willingness to, to serve further after you retired by the uh, Fire Board of Commissioners. So thank you, sir, and I look forward to supporting your resolution. Yeah, and I would, I would echo those sentiments. I was actually um, in on the committee meeting where we vetted uh, Mr. Singh's candidacy. Uh, and I said in that meeting that I was excited uh, about the appointment after I looked at the application, even more excited uh, after actually having an opportunity to talk to Mr. Singh. Um, yeah, he talked about truly wanting to uh, take his uh, experience uh, and the knowledge, obviously, he gained from the department and actually uh, leverage that as a, a commissioner. Um, and then he also talked about, um, you know, really wanting to be um, you know, having this visible presence um, with regards to our stations and, and being there um, to, to onboard uh, issues and complaints and concerns uh, from, our, uh, from our first responders and then taking them to the board. Um, and, and I certainly appreciate that. Um, so with that being said, there is a motion on the floor. Um, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Mr. Singh, if you come on down, certainly if you want to bring, it looks like you have maybe some family members with you. We have some firefighters on hand. If they want to come on down and be a part of this, we would uh, be more than happy to, to have them. Lucy, you're not coming down? I do solemnly swear that I will support the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of Michigan. That I will faithfully discharge the duties of the Office of Board of Fire Commissioners according to the best of my ability. Of 
Congratulations. Thanks, We are to ordinances for passage. Uh, we have an ordinance of the city of Lansing, Michigan to amend the Lansing codified ordinances by amending chapter 890 of the Lansing codified ordinances by amending section 890.01 to reform guidelines for poverty exemptions for real property and to modify the percentage of relief granted during each year of exemption consistent with state law. The ordinance is read a second time by its title, uh, was reported from the Committee of the Whole and is on the order of immediate passage. Vice President Wood. Uh, thank you, President Hussein. Um, as was stated during the Committee of the Whole, this ordinance came to us on December uh, 13th. We did have the assessor down at that time to explain to us uh, why the changes in this and as the clerk indicated, this is to align with the state law. We had a public hearing on January 10th and had no uh, public comment at that time. Um, this is an application process that individuals um, that um, are um, uh, uh, have a disability or over the age of 65 would have to apply for. Uh, the tax uh, and receive and could receive up to a hundred percent exemption if approved, and then um, over the uh, next two to four years, uh, the value um, taxable value reduced will be by fifty percent for those following years. And again, um, they would need to apply each year for um, this exemption. So with that, I would move the passage of the ordinance. All right, there's the motion on the floor for the discussion. Seeing none, Clerk Swope, would you take the roll, please? On passage of the ordinance, Councilmember Garza? Yes. Councilmember Hussein? Yes. Councilmember Jackson? Yes. Councilmember Spadafore? Yes. Councilmember Wood? Yes. Councilmember Brown? Yes. Six yeas, zero nays, the ordinance is adopted. I would move for immediate effect. There's a motion on the floor for immediate effect for the discussion. Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All, all those opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Okay, we are to the consent agenda. All right, so we have actually already taken care of agenda items number three and eight, so that leaves a balance of four through seven. Are there other items folks would like uh, to see taken off the consent agenda? Uh, Vice President Wood. Um, yes, I would like um, item five, the liquor license um, pulled uh, so we can explain there is a, a difference in the address and uh, that way the uh, clerk can give an explanation on that. So if we could pull that to vote on separately. Okay, so we will pull that. Are there others? Seeing none, Vice President Wood, 
um, on four, six, and seven. Thank you. On um, resolution uh, four is a liquor license for Batter Up LLC um, that is in uh, located at 621 East Michigan Avenue. Next is a um, development liquor license for RBM properties at 224 uh, South Washington Square. And the last uh, for the consent agenda is a liquor license for Q5 distilleries. And um, that is at 112 North Larch Street. Uh, so with that, I would move the approval of these resolutions. All right, there's a motion on the floor for the discussion. Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Okay, we are to item five, the Hooked Community LLC. Clerk Swope, you wanna talk about the address change, we'd appreciate it. Certainly, um, this is part of the Red Cedar Development, which is a new build in, in the city of Lansing. Um, and as a new build, it has to be assigned an address. Originally, uh, it, it was preliminarily assigned the address of 3124 East Michigan Avenue, Suite F. However, the, uh, the addressing has been refined and it will instead uh, not have a suite number, it will be 3142 East Michigan Avenue. Um, so we need to uh, just clarify that that is the address at which the address uh, at, at, um, that is in the resolution at this point. Um, also, I would note for the council that you are, uh, this is the second resolution on this license. Uh, the previous one was adopted in December and that resolution will likely have to be revised at some point in time as well. Okay, thank you. Vice that, President Wood, sorry. I'm sorry, and that address again is? 3142 East Michigan Avenue. So Mr. President, I would um, like to amend the resolution to reflect the uh, uh, correct um, address, the resolution in our books um, uh, and in the packets that people might be looking on online uh, is 3124 and should read 3422. So I would make that amendment. 3142. 3142. 3142. Okay. All right. 3142. Sorry. All right, so with, that, the, go ahead. with that, I would move the, the uh, amendment. All right. So to the passage of the amended ordinance for 3142 East Michigan Avenue, is there further Hearing none. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries. And now I would um, move the resolution. There is a motion on the floor for the passage of the resolution. All those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Okay, we are to item nine, grant acceptance for the Sarah Two grant. Vice President Wood. Uh, thank you, President Hussein. Um, before us, we have the approval of a um, acceptance of a grant for $10,376,326. Um, this grant is similar to another grant that we had uh, received. 
Um, we were um, given this grant, awarded this grant on January 1st. Um, the money needs to be spent by March 31st, 2022. That's why we're moving forward uh, and trying to expedite uh, the process. Um, the, uh, this particular grant, um, we are the fiduciaries for um, Ingham County. Uh, what we do is uh, contract with other agencies that actually um, are in the field doing the work. They are required every week to um, give a report on the disbursement of funds and then once a month a report is given uh, to the federal government on the uh, disbursement of uh, those funds and how those are being allocated. Um, this again um, is part of the emergency rent assistance for uh, residents that um, are going through an adverse uh, effects because of the COVID pandemic. So with that, I would move for the acceptance of the grant. All right, there's a motion on the floor for the discussion. Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Okay, the item 10 is uh, make safe or demolish for 4108 Deerfield. Vice President Wood. Uh, thank you. This came out of uh, public safety. Uh, this particular property is owned by Brenda and William uh, Titus. Uh, this is a fire damaged um, property. Um, it was um, originally tagged in uh, 4-10-2018. Um, the uh, property owner um, did come to um, committee of a whole or public safety, excuse me. Um, they are working on making some repairs, but have not met the threshold at this time. Uh, the um, there had been various permits that had been pulled and not completed. And uh, as we spoke with the uh, property owner, we explained that we were moving forward with a make safer demolish in 30 days. If she met the requirements at that point, uh, working with code compliance, that this order could be rescinded. So uh, with that, I would move uh, for a make safe or make safe demolish within 30 days for the property located at 4108 Deerfield. All right, there's a motion on the floor for the discussion. Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Item 11 is make safer demolish for 2206 West Jolly. Vice President Wood. Uh, thank you, uh, President Hussein. This property is owned by Thomas and Roblin uh, Jones. Uh, the property at 2206 West Jolly is also a fire damage property. Um, it was originally red tagged um, uh, June um, 8th, uh, 2020. There's actually been three fires that have been uh, happened at, at this location. No permits have been um, pulled on this. Uh, it, the recommendation from code compliance was for uh, make safe or demolish within 30 days. The committee concurred with that. So at this time, uh, we are moving forward, uh, make safe or demolish within 30 days of 20, uh, 2206 West Jolly. 
All right, there's a motion on the floor for the discussion. Right, I, I do want to say that this, is, um, this has been a problem property really dating back to about 2017. Um, I've worked with uh, the administration, uh, worked with uh, building safety on this particular property, um, and I, I really feel like folks have kind of been over backwards uh, for this particular property owner. Uh, there have actually been four fires. Uh, one as recently as about you know, 15 days ago at this particular property, uh, and there's just been zero work to move it forward. We've talked to uh, the folks over at Station 6, which is Kitty Corner to this, talked to the business owners uh, in the area as well as the residents, uh, and they are obviously all in support of uh, the demolition process moving forward. Uh, so with that being said, again, there's a motion on the floor. Um, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Item 12, uh, fringe benefits for the executive management group. Vice President Wood. Uh, thank you, President Hussein. Uh, this was before us, um, before um, the request from the city attorney's office was to pull this. There were some things they wanted to check on. We do have the city attorney's office here with us. If you could please uh, inform us as to what those changes are, and then we can move forward with this. Ms. Hagan. Yes, so the, uh, the change to this resolution is to the effective date. Um, it's going to be effective for those hired on or after February 1st, 2022. The previous version uh, was retroactive and upon our legal review, we determined that that was not appropriate. And so the recommendation was to make this change. Thank you. Um, council is responsible for approving the executive management um, plan, um, even though this is negotiated by uh, the mayor's office. Um, and what this does would be changing the uh, retiree health care benefits. And again, as the city attorney's office has indicated, uh, would not take effect uh, for only for employees that, um, that are hired after February 1st, 2022. So with that, I would move um, these changes to the executive management plan. All right. There's a motion on the floor. Is there further discussion? All right. Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries. And item 13 is a correction to a previously adopted resolution. Uh, all right. Holly Vice, Seabury. Yep. Vice President Wood. Thank you. Uh, this was adopted at our last meeting for Holly Seberg. Um, this is an at-large position for the elected compensation, uh, the elected officers compensation board. Um, we are changing the date from October 1st, 2023 to October 1st, 2024. So with that, I would move um, the reconsideration and amendment to this resolution. All right, on the reconsideration and amendment, uh, there's a motion on the floor for the discussion. Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those, uh, I'm sorry, all those opposed, same sign. Motion carries. Okay, we are to um, reports of city officers board. Oh, I'm sorry, we are to speaker registration for public comment. If anyone in the audience wishes to address city council, on any city government related matters, please fill out a yellow form uh, with Jessica in the next uh, minute or so. And in the, in the meantime, we are to reports of uh, boards and commissions. Vice President Wood. 
Um, at this time, I would move that all items be considered as being read in full and the proper referrals be made by you uh, as president. Thank you. There's a motion on the floor for further discussion. Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries. We have items, we have items from the uh, city clerk, minutes of boards and commissions. Place on file. And the park board annual report. City operations. Uh, items from the mayor, the uh, 2021 annual report. Place on file. file. Uh, port appointment of Jordan Sutton to the EDC, TIFA, and LBRA board. Development and planning. The appointment of Sharla Burnett to the Human Relations and Community Services Advisory Board. City operations. Um, and uh, we have several appointments to the Arts and Culture Commission. We have Alice Brinkman, Shirley Carter-Powell, Morgan Butts, Mary Tushash, Cece Bordeo, Kevin Bonds, Diane Garden, and Amanda Bernus. Those will all be referred to city operations. Okay, we have uh, setting a public hearing, two actions related to Brownfield Plan Number 80 at Pleasant Grove and Holmes. Development and planning. And two items related to Glenburn Commons uh, special assessment for trash and grass. City operations. Uh, we have a grant acceptance for LPD justice assistance. Ways and means. Uh, and we have two items relative to uh, make safe or demolish for 2131 Pleasant View. Public safety. Uh, grant acceptance for Mishta, uh, the Sierra 2 grant. Committee of the Whole and place on file. And communications and petitions, a claim appeal uh, from Ian Mioff uh, for $3,290 in trash violations at 1900 North Washington. City operations. Okay, we are to motion of excused absence. Councilman Jackson. Thank you, I move to excuse Councilwoman Spitzley. All right, there's a motion on the floor. Further discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All those opposed, same sign. Motion carries. And we are to remarks by council members. Do we have any remarks, folks? Okay. Uh, remarks by the mayor. Mayor Shore. Yeah, I apologize. I forgot um, a few small neighborhood things. Um, just for folks to know, the neighborhood grants and program applications. So for all the neighborhood folks out there, the deadline to apply for neighborhood grants and programs is February 5th at 5 p.m. So if you've got sign toppers or bike racks or you're a neighborhood or civic in, uh, organization and you want to apply for our grant funding, please lansingmi.gov slash grants um, to apply for our neighborhood grants and programs. Um, our participatory budget nights are moving virtual, um, so we're, we're changing around some of those dates, so we'll have those announced soon, but certainly due to COVID, we want to be safe, so we're going to do those virtual. Uh, similarly, our neighborhood resource summit uh, is going to be canceled until probably later spring for a, um, an outdoor event. So um, we'll announce that when it comes. And then finally, for those of you with kids, uh, don't forget there will be snow tubing on the city, uh, uh, free snow tubing at Hawk Island, courtesy of the city of Lansing. There are two sessions, an AM and a PM session, but pre-registration is required and there's not going to be registration on the day of. So if you want to take part in free snow tubing on February 2nd, which I believe is a day off for Lansing schools, so come AM, come PM, go to parksonline.lansingmi.gov 
um, and it's free for Lansing residents. So I hope everyone will, will join us there and, and get on the, the tubes and go right down those hills at Hawk Island for free. Just please pre-register parksonline.lansingmi.gov. Thank you. Thank you. Clerk Swope. Okay, we are to public comment on city government related matters. We have one speaker tonight, Nicholas Zandi. And you have three minutes. Thank you for allowing me to speak here at tonight's <clears throat> city council meeting. I'm here to speak about the at-large positions on the city council. Um, I've sent an email to the city attorney's office and I still have yet to get a response. And I hope they do so now because I have conducted a poll on the Politics in Lansing Facebook page and the majority of the responses to the poll have shown that the people of Lansing want those positions to be abolished. This shows support for my proposal to change the city charter. Look, I'm trying to be reasonable to you and because on the specific ballot language, I have specifically stated that those positions would only be abolished as the current terms of the at-large council members expire. And as, but that is as reasonable as I can really be with you because in my belief and in pretty much everyone's belief in the city of Lansing, you've clearly failed to serve the people of Lansing and we need to get change this right now or else things will get worse and we'll have more and more people elected who care more about their corporate interests rather than the interests of their constituents. That's why I drafted this proposal and that's why it needs to be on the ballot for the August primary and that's where I rest my case. Thank you, that was our final speaker. All right, no other business before the body. We are adjourned at 7.50.